Blog Talk Radio. Pugilistic linguistics, check out the 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 pugilistic linguistics, Welcome to the Pugilistic Linguistics Show. I am your host, Michael Foster. The voice of reason in an unreasonable world. And I'm back with you for another Sunday evening uh, for the rantings of the madman. I don't know which one I like the best, uh, the voice of reason in an unreasonable world or the, or the rantings of a madman. Maybe I like them both. Maybe they're both true. I don't know. Um, again, this show is now on iTunes. I have to put that out there every day so you can now download these podcasts for your listening pleasure and and listen to them at your convenience. I'm actually kind of kind of happy about that. So go out to iTunes and look up Pugilistic Linguistics. You will find this podcast. Feel free to share it. Feel free to let people know, like I said before. Come out, listen, share. Agree, disagree, tell me I'm full of it. Whatever makes you happy. But go check out the podcast. Now that I've got that out the way, let me get out my normal Sunday saying, Donald Trump, release your tax returns. Now that I've said that. Tonight's show is titled, Stay in Your Lane. This is actually one of a few sayings that kind of mean the same thing that a lot of people say. Stay in your lane, play your position, uh, be who you are. Any one of those three kind of conveying the same ideal. The ideal of you need or people need to be free to be who they are. The ideal that you somehow need to be better than what you are, whatever better means, but better than what you are in order to fit in. This is a big thing, especially in the teen years, early 20s, this this idea that you somehow need to be someone else. See, the thing about it, I think I said in the previous, as a matter of fact, I know I did, about this being a disposable society. We live in a disposable society. There's not much long-lasting in today's society. Our television programs are throwaway, with an exception. Of course, there are exceptions to all these rules, so don't take these as 100%. But for the most part, our television, our movies are throwaway. Our music is throwaway. Uh, Our ideals, our morals, our principles, they're throwaway. There's nothing truly long-lasting. I think the example I used in the previous podcast is we're still watching I Love Lucy 60 years later. 
Ain't nobody going to be watching Two Broke Girls 60 years from now. It just ain't going to happen. So in a disposable society, you need to be careful because if you allow it, it will force you to want to be something else. Stay in your lane. Play your position. This all stemmed from a conversation I had with a friend a few days ago. And the gist of the conversation was about how she wasn't happy with her body. Now, not as we talked, but this as previous. She she had children recently. And the thing she said to me, which triggered this idea, was if I can go back and talk to my pregnant self, I would tell her to enjoy your body. Because she said that she obsessed over how big she was getting. Me being the ass that I am, I said, well, you're supposed to get big, you're pregnant. You're You're cooking a human. In the belly. You're supposed to get big. But then that led me down another path. As we continued our conversation, it led me down another path. And the ideal in today's disposable society that you need to fit a predetermined criteria in order to be considered classically beautiful. Everybody's not a size two. Everybody's not going to be a size two. The idea that you need to be something else. Now, what is your lane? Your lane is whatever makes you happy. Whatever pleases you is your lane. Now, this is not to ever say that the idea or you should never want to improve. If you feel like you have love handles and you want to make them better, by all means, do that. If you feel that you can tone up your muscles or you can, uh, you know, make yourself feel better, by all means, do that. Playing your position, standing in your lane does not necessarily mean don't try to take care of yourself. But it means that if you do want to make improvements, it's because you want to make improvements. Not because someone else is trying to put you in a mold for their comfort. You being you is the best thing that you could be, whatever that is. Take me, for example. Getting older, not as toned as I used to be. I've got flab in places that I didn't have before. I've got gray hairs in places that I probably shouldn't have hair. But the thing about it 
all in all, I won't complain. I'm comfortable in my skin. I play my position well. And because of that, this society can't shake what I know to be true. And that is, my job on this earth is to be the best me that I can be. That is my sole truth. There's an old saying that says something along the lines of, be you or be the best you you can be because everybody else is taken. Well, that's true. When you look at me, you look at a person that is comfortable in his skin. Consequently, I do things that would shake a lesser person. I experience things. I do things. I meet people. I talk to people. I befriend people that would upset an ideal if you weren't comfortable as to who you were. Cat Williams said, calls it being in tune with your star player. When you're in tune with your star player, no one else can get in your head and let you think differently than what you already know. Now, what do I mean by all this? Because this topic has been ruminating in the back of my head and the deepest recesses of my psyche for a few days now. And I think this is really geared more towards the females, the the women in my listening realm. Just because society, this society, this disposable society attacks you all daily. It attacks you daily, psychologically, with the things you see on television, the the size zeros, the twos, the the six foot uh, wayfish uh, model who who needs to eat like eight cheeseburgers dipped in gravy and sleep for three days. That is the American ideal of beauty, and the majority of women who aren't comfortable in their skin will kill themselves trying to achieve something that God did not genetically give you. I'm sorry. If you're 5'3 and 155 pounds, ain't no way in hell you're going to end up being 6 foot 100. Ain't going to happen. God did not give you that ability to shapeshift. So the thing is, that comfortableness, comfortability, whatever that word is, in your own skin is how you combat the disposable society's attack.
See, the thing about beauty, beauty truly is in the eye of the beholder. That is a overused idiom, overused phrase, but it actually is true. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Have you ever walked down the street and saw some dude, maybe he was good looking, maybe he wasn't, I don't know, but but with a woman that you thought maybe was out of his league, on the good side or the bad side, what does she see in him? What does he see in her? Apparently, whatever it is, is in that person's eye because they are the beholder. That is where when you get comfortable as to who you are, that is when you become attractive. I know a lot of beautiful women that have ugly souls because they're hell-bent on being something that they aren't. I know a lot of average-looking, maybe even slightly below average-looking, you know, in the classical sense, women that are very attractive because of the, the, the way they carry themselves. That is being comfortable in your skin. That is being that is being the best you you can be. That is being the person that says, I don't need society to define what I'm supposed to look like. I stay in my lane. And when I say stay in your lane, I'm not saying you need to limit yourself. What I mean by stay in your lane is play the hand that you were dealt. Don't try to be someone else. Everybody can't be Kim Kardashian. Don't know why you want to be Kim Kardashian in the first place, but everybody can't be her. Everybody can't be Chloe or whoever, all the other kids in that family. Everybody can't be them. Be you. Hell, they aren't even who they are. So why are you going to break your neck trying to be somebody that they aren't even being? If if it wasn't for plastic surgery, they'd be three children of, of, of O.J. Simpson's defense attorney. Why do you break your neck trying to be like someone who is fake? Play your position. Stay in your lane. Television isn't the only culprit. Uh, you know, you stand at the the grocery store outlets or what, you know, the, the the checkout lines, and you see all these magazines. Cosmo. That's the biggest culprit. But I don't even know what the women's magazines, you know, Vogue and. Whatever. And on the front of that magazine is a hundred ways to please your man by some woman. Or a hundred tips to look like a celebrity or a hundred this to do that. And what that psychologically does is picks at your self-esteem. Because they know you know you don't look like Kim Kardashian. So in order for me to get there, 
I need to first acknowledge that I'm not there. And I need to listen to this person tell me a hundred ways to get there. But the simplest thing is to realize that, hell, Kim Kardashian ain't there. She is a trophy. She is not authentic. Don't get me wrong. I like looking at her. I'm a guy. That ain't going to change. But see, here's the deal. In my mind, a lot of people like me mind. That's all she's good for. So now let's go down that. If 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 you aspire to get to that point, and if all she's good for is to look at, is that the way you're trying to sell yourself? Do you have more to bring to the equation? than the way your body is put together. See, that's a whole different conversation. Position. Be who you are. If you're over the age of 21, you probably got some physical imperfections, stretch marks or pockmarks or freckles or what that's who you, that's what makes you you as you age gravity takes over so it's supposed to i know a very well probably not anymore but i know a lady who was very attractive Newer, you know, 10 years ago. And as she she aged, she kept getting more and more, I guess, self-conscious. Which led to her going under the knife more often. Now, it may not have been major stuff. I mean, this wasn't, you know, creating a brand new face where one didn't exist, but it was just a, a, a nip here, a, a tuck here, a, a injection here, and inject whatever. Trying to stay ahead of the curve, stay ahead of the transition, as us bowlers say. So, tried to stay ahead of the transition. The end result is an unnatural looking face. For all those old heads out here, she looked more like uh, uh, M- Madam, the the doll, uh, Waylon Flowers and Madam. That was his name. He used to be on Hollywood Squares, the old school one. Google it if you don't know. That's what she ended up looking like. And she was a good-looking lady. But the thing about it is she wasn't comfortable with who she was. Age was not okay with her. And again, she is a grown woman. Do whatever you want to do with your body. I'm not going there with that. But what I am saying is when you're not comfortable with who you are, that is the way it manifests itself. 
I've said before around friends and whatever, friends, Romans and countrymen, but I said I'd rather you look like a 40-year-old person than a 28-year-old lizard. Wrinkles are okay. Stretch marks are okay. Freckles are okay. Frown lines and crow's feet. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you want to go under the knife and nip it here and tuck it there, then you grown. Do what you do. But ain't nothing wrong with that. You're supposed to age. You ain't supposed to be young forever. And if you're doing that to gain acceptance, then you need to change your circle of friends. Things are supposed to sag. Supposed to happen. Let it. I got a gut. So what? Worked hard to get it. I'm comfortable in my skin. Now, if I decide I want to get rid of it, then that's something I work on for me. But ain't nobody out here is going to tell me or make me feel inadequate. That's playing your position. That's staying in your lane. That's being comfortable in your own skin. I think the biggest, I don't want to say biggest, but the most famous, most recognizable Whatever the word is of what I'm saying of 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 uh, and some people call it self hate. I don't know if it's self hate more than it is just unaware of what and who you are. But Lil Kim, perfect example of what I speak of. Lil Kim, Diggy Protege, Junior Mafia, whatever rapper. Hit the streets, mid-90s. I would guess she was early 20s then. I'm not really sure, but I would guess early 20s. She was a cute girl. Wasn't a stunner. Wasn't, you know, supermodel level. But she was not somebody that you would kick out of the bed. She was good looking. The thing about Lil' Kim is, she had a persona that she felt that she needed to maintain. Okay, fine, cool. I ain't, you know, make your money. I ain't mad at you. But as she started to age, she could no longer project the image that got her to where she was. So in an effort to keep up with that, she began to engage in a lot of plastic surgery. I believe it started out like with bodies or maybe it was boobs or something like that. I don't even, I don't know the timeline, but long story short, she started going under the knife with frequency. Cheek implants and facelifts and, and she was 30 something. It wasn't like she was in her sixties. She was 30 something getting facelifts. You know, cheek implants. You know, I don't know. Her face looks narrower, so I don't even know if it's a surgery for that. But she just, she did something structurally 
to the point now she's completely unrecognizable. And when I say unrecognizable, you can put two pictures of Lil' Kim from 95 and 2015 next to each other, and they do not resemble the same person. I mean not even resemble the same person. You wouldn't even think they were related if you thought they were different people. That is somebody who cannot or has decided not to or don't know how to, whatever the adjective or verb is, she cannot play her position. She does not know who she is. She is noctable in her skin because a comfortable person in their skin reinvents themselves as opposed to destroying her outer appearance to fit some ideal that she created. And these are the people our daughters look up to. And maybe this is why this topic hits me so much. I have a daughter. See, sons are different. You know, a a guy will look at himself in the mirror generally. Now, I'm not talking specifically, but generally, a guy will look at himself in the mirror and say, man, you got a big nose. Oh, well, yep, sure do. And he'll keep it moving. Again, generally. Women, like I said, I have a daughter. They fear generally. They fear, it's not inadequacy, but it's irrelevance. That's the word. They fear irrelevance. If they have a significant other in their lives, they don't want to be irrelevant in their eyes. They want to be first and foremost. And they and again, again, this is generalization, ladies. Do not come for me. But they fear irrelevance. They have a significant other in their lives. They don't want to be irrelevant to them. So they may think, well, I'm getting older. He looks at young girls or what, or young ladies or whatever, that I need to make myself look like them. No, you don't. Because remember, you are the one that dictates how other people view you. You are the one who dictates how society treats you. So that irrelevance, that fear of irrelevance is what triggered little Kim. She couldn't fall off. So she had to adjust how she looked to the outside world. See, she couldn't play her position any longer. She couldn't stay in her lane of being little Kim. My mother used to tell me a long time ago, you be you and let the world adjust. You be who you are and let the world adjust. Stay in your lane. Position. Again, I have a daughter, so these things now resonate with me before that they never did. And again, I'm not saying I wasn't guilty of it myself. I've objectified my share of women with my eyeballs. 
But now I have to look at it a different way. Play your position. Stay in your lane. Be who you are and not what someone else wants you to be. Again, do not allow this disposable society to attack who and what you want to be. I'm going to have to get on down now. You know, I had to make that move. It's dinner time. So I will be coming back with you next Sunday to drop another gem on you. Again, go to iTunes, download these podcasts, share them, talk to them, reply, do what you got to do. But until we meet again, as I say every week, take care of yourself because you're the only you you got. Peace.